This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have with this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. The guest on my podcast today is Paul Rutscher, founder of the Marketing Artificial Intelligence Institute. Now I believe the industry is just going to transform like nothing we've ever seen before. Like if you think about what email and mobile and the internet itself did, I truly believe AI is going to dwarf that. Like it's just going to transform everything in the next decade. And that includes career paths and what we're teaching at university. The great irony of marketing automation is that it's manual. So if you're using a marketing automation platform, CRM platform, you as the human set all the rules of what it does. When AI really gets into the picture and is infused in everything we do, it starts doing that. It starts learning and it never forgets. It can, you know, if you think about the ability we have now to manipulate behavior, to play with emotions, to use fear to trigger actions, we're doing that with very basic level technology. Now, when that technology is 10 times more powerful or 100 times more powerful, there's very real concerns that you use those tools to do evil instead of good. And it might not be intentional. It could spiral out of control. This is Paul, the founder of the Marketing Artificial Intelligence Institute. He's also the founder and CEO of PR 2020. He's the author of the Marketing Performance Blueprint and the Marketing Agency Blueprint and the creator of the Marketing Artificial Intelligence Conference. Paul is an international keynote speaker on the topics marketing talent, technology, strategy, and artificial intelligence. He's a graduate at the Ohio University's E.W. Scripps School of Journalism, and he has consulted for hundreds of organizations from startups to Fortune 500 companies. I've been following Paul's work for a while now and got triggered by his efforts to educate marketing professionals on what to anticipate now that AI is entering the marketing space. And this is why I invited him to my podcast. We explore how the marketing space is changing due to the capabilities of AI and where those changes are most profound today. And based on that insight, we discuss a range of approaches for marketeers to prepare themselves optimally. By listening to this interview, you will learn three things. Firstly, why we have to be more proactive in understanding the impact of AI on our jobs and the impact we can make with it on our business. Secondly, that every marketeer can benefit from AI today. And it is our responsibility to explore those opportunities. And thirdly, that as an industry, we have to drive the conversation to steer the effect of AI that it could have on our jobs, education, and the humanization of our brands. 
So Paul, thank you for being on my podcast and give the audience a little bit of background how you ended up starting the, uh, the Marketing AI Institute. Can you give a little bit of uh, insight about who you are and what, what drives you in your day-to-day business? Yeah, for sure. It's great to be here. So I started my agency, uh, marketing agency, PR 2020. I started that in 2005 and we were actually HubSpot's first agency partner. So they built their partner program around the model that we had developed back in 2007, 2008. So we'd always sort of stayed at the forefront of marketing technology in the space, big in automation and CRM. And somewhere around 2011, 2012, I really became very fascinated with artificial intelligence and started trying to connect the dots of what it was going to eventually enable within marketing. So in 2011, 2012, there was very little AI within the marketing space. It was, you had to look outside, you look at, you know, retail and finance and healthcare. And there was fields where they were starting manufacturing, they were starting to do more intelligent things within the operational side of businesses, but it was not a marketing and sales thing. And I just started researching. So for, gosh, probably three or four years, I wrote about it in my second book in 2014 about what was going to happen as AI became more prevalent within marketing and how it could create efficiencies and kind of transform the role of marketers. And then in 2016, we decided to really double down on our research and writing about AI. And we started the Marketing Artificial Intelligence Institute in November of 2016 to basically start sharing what we were learning. And just, you know, we've done about 50 profiles on AI-powered tech companies and published close to 300 articles on artificial intelligence. And for the last three years, it's basically all of my public speaking is on AI. I've probably done 50 or 60 talks on it in the last two and a half years. (laughs) Really the specialist around marketing and AI, that's uh, for sure. Became, became an obsession, I would say, at some point. <laughs> but that's cool. That's cool. I mean, that's also what fascinates me about this. I'm, I'm taking a little bit broader, broader scope with my podcast. But marketing is definitely coming up a number of times in the interviews that I've been doing. So what is the big idea behind the Marketing AI Institute? So basically, the way I look at it is, Artificial intelligence is a very abstract thing for everyone, even in the business side. People generally don't understand what it is. They get confused between artificial intelligence and machine learning and deep learning, and they think it's kind of a sci-fi thing that isn't real. And so they don't, they're not proactive in trying to find ways to use it. So our big idea is to make it approachable and actionable to, to help marketers realize this is actually something that can be applied right now to their business. And the way I tend to explain it is your life is already machine assisted and your marketing will be too. And so if you think about all the the technologies you use in your daily life from Amazon Alexa using voice recognition, a type of AI, to Netflix, which recommends shows using intelligent algorithms, to Google Maps, which takes you from point A to point B by predicting the most efficient route, like you're literally just using it dozens, if not hundreds of times a day in your regular life. And you don't know it. You just, things are just smarter all of a sudden, more convenient, more personalized. That's what's going to happen in business is the technology is just going to get smarter, but some people will choose to proactively go find smarter technology rather than waiting for it to be there. Yes, that's, that's at least the case. And I think indeed there's uh, there's a lot of education still needed. Because a lot of a lot of the the noise and the, the what people pick up is the negative part, but yes. it's typically picking up on the positive part where you can actually become a better marketeer, 
that's where it really gets gets excited. So what do you from out, out of all the the profiles that you've done and the vendors that you've spoken to, what would you believe is the biggest opportunity for marketing using AI? Yeah, there's uh, that's a really good question. So we've we built a tool called AI Score for Marketers where people can actually go through and rate different use cases on how valuable it would be for them to intelligently automate a task. Because okay. as you know, the AI has to be built to do very specific things. So uh, like allocating paid media budget is a huge one because a lot of money is poured into budget allocation. And at the end of the day, AI is largely used to make predictions on historical data. So if you have all this data about how your ad budget has performed and you can make predictions about how it will better perform, either because of the creative you use or the channels you spend the money in or how the budget's allocated, that can be massive savings. So, you know, ad spend is a huge area, audience targeting, personalization of content and product recommendations. I mean, there, there are just some massive ones that you think about all the time and money people spend looking at analytics as another example, trying to figure out the analytics of customer data, website data, trying to find insights within that is hard, but machines excel at that stuff. So I always just tell people if it's data driven and sure. time intensive, there's a very good chance the machine can do it better at scale than a human every time. I completely agree on that one. But that's where, where, where you, need to, well, you need to embrace that and start thinking out of the box for, as a marketeer how you can use that to your advantage. Yes. And, and I know as you, know, you talk about just the human side of that too, it has, it has a ripple effect. You know, there are things that are, humans won't be doing much of in the future, but that doesn't mean that the, all the jobs are being replaced and you know, the, that the need isn't there for that stuff. True. It's about elevating the job. I mean, right. if, you cur- if you currently well, spend a lot of your time on, first of all, writing, for example, content and then publishing it, uh, these things can all be automated. That's also not where the, where the fun is. Yeah, the fun exactly. is really about getting the insights in terms of you know where are these segments, what are maybe niches that you haven't even encountered, but there are there are patterns of certain customer types that resonate with a certain message, and start to kind of work strategically on that. Yeah, and, and use tools to do that. Exactly, and we always talk about that. You know, there will certainly be some disruption within career paths and, you know, the job market uh, in marketing and in sales, but it's largely going to be a human plus machine equation. Like it's just going to enhance what we do. Most marketers, most humans don't actually enjoy digging into spreadsheets and trying to figure out what the data tells us. And that's the stuff the machines are really good at is just surfacing things to look at, find those insights so you can really spend more of your time being creative, connecting the dots, using human judgment, finding things for the machine to solve because the machine's not going to just come up with things to solve. Like, so yeah, I just, I look at it as a total enhancement, not being blind to the fact that there are going to be negatives, but I think the net positive will, will certainly be, be more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the good thing is also with marketers is, is that typically they are more, they're more creative than they are analytical. Yes, they, kind of they seem to prefer the, yeah, <laughs> they prefer the creative for sure in most cases. Yeah. yeah. I only know a few people that are, they're also really good that, that have an analytical take take on this, but they've also learned to be creative and um, adjusted themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, out of all the things that you see over the past coming years, what do you believe are, are three or kind of the, the key 
capabilities of a product to really stand out? So on the product side, what we're seeing is a lot of technology companies are starting to talk about AI and machine learning in their messaging. So they'll okay. say their products use machine learning and deep learning or computer vision. And when you dig into it, the reality is most of these tech companies are doing surface level AI. Like the, the platform companies, they'll have features that are AI driven where they're using some machine learning. But generally speaking, the adoption curve, even within the tech companies, is, is pretty early. Now, not the major ones, obviously, like Google and Facebook. And, you know, they're, they've been AI first for a decade or more. But a lot of these other technology companies, they're just trying to figure out how to apply AI. And, and what we struggle with sometimes is finding ones who have actual case studies of it working. Because they talk about it and it's like, okay, well, let's see how it actually works can you give us case studies? Can you talk to us about the success stories? And they don't have them. Like it's, it's very early. So I, the thing I always step up is you just have to be, it helps to be an educated buyer. Like as a, as a business professional, as a, a marketer, you have to just know the basics of what AI is capable of doing. You don't have to be you know, an expert in this stuff, but you just have to know what questions to ask so you don't get sold something that in reality isn't any smarter than what you're already using. True. But have you seen any, any ones that stand out where you say, wait a minute, these guys really, really nail it? And are there specific patterns you see? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some who have been at it longer. So obviously, I mentioned the big, the big companies like IBM and Facebook and Google, and they're opening up Microsoft. Like they're making it everywhere within their products, and they're opening it up to the mass markets to use their technologies, like use like TensorFlow from Google, like where you can build machine learning algorithms on top of it. So that stuff's there. When you look into the market at large in our space, yeah, there's some more mature companies that have been doing this stuff for the last five to seven to 10 years, and they have more proof. It's beyond proof of concept. Like they yeah. actually have market validation. So it, and I would say most of them tend to be in the more mature areas, like sales certainly came first. Most of the innovation happened in the sales side. Salesforce obviously is invested heavily in this for the last, you know, five to seven years. Then you get into the media buying, like advertising optimization. Cause again, you just follow the money. Like where is, where are the largest buckets of spend in marketing and sales? And that's where most of the innovation has gone. And now we're starting to see it come into like the content strategy and content marketing space and search marketing. And so it's starting to really permeate across all of it. But I would say advertising and sales were really the starting points for most of the innovation in this space. That's true. That's true. Because it's very analytical as well. I mean, there's, uh, it's all about the numbers at the end. Right. Yep. Yeah. Although, of course, with lead generation and the click-through rates, and um, that's, of course, also pretty analytical. And it's all about yeah, making sure that number just goes up with the budget you have. Yep. So where do you see the, the, the industry right now? Is it still a lot of proof of concept or is, it, is there really adoption going on? It's very early. So there was a recent study from MIT and Boston Consulting Group, and they surveyed about 3,100 companies worldwide. And this is not specific to marketing. This is just business in general. Now, marketing and sales are pieces of it. But their data showed that 18% of companies are actually what they would consider pioneers, where they're trying, where they deeply understand AI, and they're trying to scale its use within their company. The vast majority of companies we talk to specific to marketing 
are far more on the other end of the spectrum where they're just still trying to understand it and find one or two use cases to pilot. So I would say we are at the very, very beginning stage of early adoption within the industry. And that's, I mean, we've talked to Fortune 50 companies, like some of the biggest companies in the world, and they're still trying to figure out what it is and how to pilot it. Yeah. So, I mean, still, I mean, I know a couple of those companies and I actually, I use a couple of the AIs myself at the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm using nine AIs, but I mean, it's pretty easy to, to adopt. Maybe this is also still a, yeah, an issue of education because a lot of the things that are available, can, you can actually just start them today and they plug into your, into your infrastructure and that, that's where you start going. So yeah, uh, I, I agree. It's definitely, there's, there's absolutely a gap in the market of, of understanding. And, yeah. and so education is critical at this stage. So you've, used, you've also organized an event around this, right? Yeah, the Marketing Artificial Intelligence Conference. We, we actually just recently announced that it'll be in Cleveland, Ohio, in the U.S. in July of 2019. And it's, it's designed for this exact thing. We're basically looking at year one of the, it's the inaugural conference. And we're looking at it as that we're going after non-technical audience. So you yep. don't need a background in data science and programming and analytics to, to apply what you learn. And it's really what is artificial intelligence and how do we start piloting use cases? So we're not trying to go deep in, okay, here's what you need to scale the next 10 years. It's more the kind of that director level and above who control multiple areas of marketing and want to find the most effective ways to start testing AI that's what we're going to concentrate on providing in this first year is that base level understanding and what actions to take. Yeah, that's uh, that's a wise thing to do. So yeah, good luck with that that event. And if, if, Thank if you. I have the time, I'll, I'll definitely come along as well. I uh, appreciate it. So what has surprised you most? What have been a, a use case or a, an anecdote from a vendor or from a customer that you've spoken that, that where you said, wow, great results? Yeah, I... <laughs> That's a, it's a really good question. On, on the actual examples, some of the best ones I've seen are in, in retail, the retail industry. So okay. I would say they're maybe furthest along. So on the B2C side, it definitely seems like that area of marketing it has advanced much further, again, largely because you have like e-commerce and retail where they've been doing intelligent personalization for years. And so you do see some really good examples within that space. On the B2B side, it's a little harder to find a bunch of case studies. So yeah, I, I would look to the innovation that's happened kind of in the retail industry. And then a lot of where we're at right now is trying to connect the dots, like look at what's been done in other industries even and say, wow, that, that could happen here. Like that's what I did in 2012 is I looked at Wall yeah. Street, like in, in you know, trading of stocks. And I thought, oh, that's far more complex than trying to figure out how to spend a marketing budget. So it's only a matter of time until the technology they're using to determine stock trades, because there's far more variables, until that's able to help us figure out how to spend our money and achieve our marketing goals. True. And so I would encourage marketers to, to not be very, to kind of broaden their scope of where they look for inspiration and go look at other industries and read books about intelligent automation and other industries and then bring that thinking to the marketing industry. Agree. That's a wise thing to, uh, to start look, well, to, to get practical with it. Yeah. Look, look at your own business and see where, where 
yeah, where you're, you're, where you have your biggest challenges, where you spend the most of your money and where you could make the biggest gains. Yeah. And that's how we basically tell people like, you can't just look at artificial intelligence as, well, I'm just going to go get some AI and we'll fix everything. It's like, no, it, it's just smarter technology. So yeah. you have to invest in it the same way you would every other business software product, which is what is our business case for this? What problem are we trying to solve? What goal are we trying to achieve? And then you find the best technology to do it. In this case, we're just looking for technology that keeps learning and getting smarter and reduces the burden on the human to do all of that time-intensive work. Exactly, exactly. So in terms of, that, that's a, these are good advice for, for a marketing manager, a CMO, to, um, well, to get things going and to start small and from there yeah, build the experience. For a marketeer, like anyone in a, in the, in a marketing team, what would you recommend them to do to start preparing for this themselves as a, for also from a perspective of their career stability? Yeah. I, so the big thing I always recommend is you just have to be curious and explore it. Like it doesn't take, it's not as hard as people think to understand what AI is and what it does. It just takes being proactive and seeking the information out. So Google has a whole site dedicated to educating people about this called AI.Google where you can go and watch videos and learn what machine learning is and very approachable stuff. IBM.com uh, slash Watson, that URL, you can actually go and demo like a dozen different AI technologies right on the IBM site for free. So it's just like, you, you know, you just have to go experience it and see how AI works because at, even at beginner level in your career, or even for students that are trying to look for a competitive edge, if you just understand what it is and you can identify areas where it can help, like finding use case, say, hey, I spend 50 hours a month writing analytics reports. Yeah. Is there a way to do that with AI? Like that's really all you have to do because you know that there probably is. And then you can go search for AI tool to write analytics reports. Go find one. <laughs> like that, that's where we're at. Isn't it? And I think even just that level of being proactive will separate the people in their careers right now. Completely agree. You have to get, uh, get starting. And it's actually fun because it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've started myself one after the other and I just keep adding them and it's, it's providing me with a lot of, a lot of value. I mean, yep. on the one hand side, it's saving me hours, which is freeing me up. And on the other end, it's actually making me deliver better work. And that's, that's where the real value comes in. But it's, uh, it's fascinating to see, what you can then start to do, you know, how you can kind of take what you do to the next level. Yep. That's I think that's fun for everybody. So good advice. So what is next for you? What is next for the Marketing AI Institute? What is the aspiration there? Yeah, so the, the big thing, I mean, I believe the industry is just going to transform like nothing we've ever seen before. Like if you think about what email and mobile and the internet itself did, I truly believe AI is going to dwarf that. Like it's just going to transform everything in the next decade. And that includes career paths and what we're teaching at university. And, and so I just think moving that conversation forward is what we see our role at the Institute and the event is going to become kind of the, the primary way to do that. Bringing thought leaders, authors, experts, professors, you know, bringing the people together to have these conversations and think about the impact that'll have on jobs and education, but also on the humanization of brands. So as we use this more intelligent technology and we automate more and more things, 
we can't forget the fact that we still need to be approachable as brands and we still need to think about the impact this has on consumers and employees and to do things in an ethical way. And, and so I just, it's just a, it's a very big idea that AI is going to have this massive impact and we have to start picking pieces of it to have these conversations as an industry now. And I just, that's really what we see is just trying to make the whole thing approachable and actionable for marketers, but to also start the conversations that need to be happening within the industry. So from all of conversations, I mean, if you would make a top five, which one is, is the, the most urgent one to start? I think big picture when you forget just marketing and talk bigger on AI, the ethics of it, that worries me <laughs> because... Can you, can you give an example? Well, I, you, so if you think about how we use marketing automation today, so the, I always say the great irony of marketing automation is that it's manual. So if you're using a marketing automation platform, CRM platform, you as the human set all the rules of what it does. So you figure out what emails to send, what the words you use are, you do all of this stuff manually. When AI really gets into the picture and is infused in everything we do, it starts doing that. It starts learning and it never forgets. It can, you know, if you think about the ability we have now to manipulate behavior, to play with emotions, to use fear, to trigger actions, we're doing that with very basic level technology. Now, when that technology is 10 times more powerful or 100 times more powerful, there's very real concerns that you use those tools to do evil instead of good. And it might not be intentional. So I just, I I think that brands have to start having conversations around how they're going to use this technology and how to use it in an ethical way. Otherwise, it could spiral out of control. Yeah, I think we have seen already a couple of examples on that. No doubt. <laughs> Particularly around the learning factor, the people that, that, that the bots were learned to do something completely different yes. in a weeks' time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what is your big ask? If, if you could ask the audience anything, how can they help you? I mean, for me, it is. it goes back to that. It's more about them. Like, just don't turn away and think this AI thing is just going to go away or that it's just this really advanced thing that you don't have to worry about it's it's going to affect everybody and it's going to do it sooner than you think so i would just ask that they take the initiative to just learn a little bit more to just be comfortable with the ideas and find ways to apply it now for us personally again i go back to the conferences is the thing we're we've launched to try and bring all this together and so if people are interested certainly we welcome them you know to come to the conference and explore it there but again, you can do it online and start your learning. And so I, that's my big ask. Just don't, don't take a wait and see approach. Like be proactive and trying to advance your knowledge in this area. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's why I started my community in the first place. Yeah, I love to, it. To make, to make that happen. Yep. So where can people go to, say, uh, to, to find out more about the Marketing AI Institute and to say hi to you? Just marketingaiinstitute.com is the kind Same of our online hub for everything and then for me uh linkedin just you know look me up on linkedin and connect there that's the uh, the most basic and always uh, the, the the version that always works works best. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks paul this was really interesting really to get a deep dive on what's happening in the marketing space and uh, and, and how this is evolving and i think uh, your I advice was, uh, was spot on thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure and for everybody listening today thank you for tuning into this podcast I had the honor to speak to Paul Rutzer, 
founder of the Marketing AI Institute. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, And lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.